welcome to the CMS Real Deal podcast, where we take a step back from the legal nitty-gritty and provide insight into issues affecting the property industry. I am Danny Drummond-Bressington. Today, I'm joined by Wachek Kotsara, head of our CEE real estate practice, and Mark Robinson of Collier's CRE. Welcome. Thank you. Um, so you're joining me today to, uh, as, as you launch your third annual Real Estate Compass report and uh, last year you picked the future of the millennials and we recorded a podcast and I'm pleased to say that you're back 12 months later. Um, this year you're focusing on student accommodation in CEE and uh, whether that's going to be the next big investment um, asset class. So can we start by saying what made you pick student accommodation for 2019. Mark, do you want to start? Yes, there's two reasons for that. First of all, that if we look back at the last 10 years in Western Europe, this sector has grown massively Yes. from a very, very small base. And if we look at Central and Eastern Europe now, we are at that very, very small base. And so therefore, in, in thinking about the long term, we do believe that this sector will be a lot larger than it is now in the region and 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 therefore to to be catching it at this point of its development was was a very interesting topic to to take up the second reason is its characteristics that it is a an asset class that in investment terms we would say is, is defensive it's yep. counter cyclical students tend to spend money on their accommodation whether there's a recession going on in an economy or whether there's a massive boom going on in, a, in an economy they will spend the same amount of money on their accommodation and so therefore that tends to be a steady stream of income for any operator or owner of, of those assets and therefore it, it's then regarded in investment terms as defensive. Yeah and you were just taking your first point there Mark you were saying that the um, the market is small right now if you look at Western Europe and where that was 10 years ago how big is the real estate market in student accommodation watch at the moment? It's developing. It's not a big market. It's developing. But what I hear from investors is that they're looking for ways to diversify their investments. They're looking for opportunities. And as Mark has said, it's real estate is cyclical. It's, 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 it's a cycle. And the current cycle has been going on for a while now. So yep. investors are looking for probably safer alternatives. And investment and investment into student accommodation provides this opportunity, I believe. So I was reading in your report that actually if you took the six main countries, Poland, Czech Republic, Hungary, Slovakia, Bulgaria, there's only 20 purpose-built student blocks there with eight under construction. Um, I wouldn't like to think how many there are in the UK alone, but there'll be more than 20 and more than eight under, con under construction. So what, why is that? Why you, you talked about 10-year growth in Western Europe and just starting in CEE. What's, what are some of the main factors that have put that 10-year time period difference between? The principal reason is affordability. Yeah. Uh, that the students themselves historically have not been able to afford the st the price of such a standard of accommodation. Yeah, they would uh, they would love, I imagine, to have lived in such accommodation, um, but this was not possible. Uh, particularly if the student was a domestic student uh, in the in these countries, so a, a native Czech or a native Hungarian yeah. in 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 Prague or Budapest. Uh, what's what's happening now is that we have in increasing numbers of international students yeah. coming to Central and Eastern Europe. Uh, this is this is 
uh, actually good for the universities and the countries in Central and Eastern Europe because the native domestic student yeah. population is actually falling in some countries. And therefore, we're almost getting a replacement of those domestic students by international students. Many of those, some of those international students, not all, but some of those international students are coming from countries where their incomes are higher. So their expectation of accommodation is higher and therefore they are willing to pay for these assets. So these assets are not for all students. As I say, many students would like to be able to to live in these these places, but they can't afford to. But the international students, some of the international students who are coming in are able to afford it. So they're coming from Western Europe, they're coming from East Asia, so places like China, uh, Japan. Uh, and they are coming from the Middle East now as well. And in terms of um, the uh, one of the other points that stood out to me in in your report was the change in demographic. So um, potentially in CEE, people tend to sort of live at home a bit longer, perhaps study in their hometowns, where actually Western Europe is a bit more transient. You move around a bit more. Is that changing? Is that another um, market influence? Yeah, what we're seeing is that that habits do change and people do start moving. So there's there's a growing number of, of people who study in a different city than the one they were born and people who want to live away from home very quickly. So that's that's definitely a characteristic. But I think that, that the foreign students are the main driving force behind right. the, the, the demand. And does the regulation surrounding purpose-built student accommodation help hinder you know, for new investors in this this area in CEE who maybe have been used to developing um, student accommodation in Western Europe? Are things the same? Are they treated as hotels, residential? Yeah. You talk me through some of the, the uh, issues. Well, I'm glad to say that the regulation is fairly flexible in the sense that there is no regulation. In the majority of CE countries, there is, there is no regulation on student accommodation centres, yeah. which means that regulations concerning hotels or residentials apply. Okay. This is, this is really good for, for investors and developers because you go through a similar process as if you were contact, constructing a hotel or an office building or a residential building. Yeah. So it's, it, it's still, there are still challenges, but they are not different to, to constructing other asset classes. And what is also important is that when you're operating a student accommodation center, you can... Uh, not you can you can use it for other purposes like in the summer when the students are are, are away you can uh, use them as budget hotels okay. and it's very attractive because it provides income stream uh, at the times when students are not there yeah so th- are there any main differences um, between you know, somebody that's familiar with western trans transporting their business model into CEE is there anything that they would need to know about headlines wise or is it as you say pretty f- similar i think it's it's more flexible it's, there's more flexibility in in some western countries uh, student accommodation student centers are just for students yeah whereas in ce these uh, they can be used not only as uh, for students but as low budget hotels or micro apartments so okay. young professionals who have already graduated may be staying in in student accommodation centers uh, and, and then they can really afford paying uh, higher rent for higher quality, and they want higher quality. Yeah. I think there's one other differentiator which at this point applies 
that of the development cycle. Yeah. That in Central and Eastern Europe right now we have quite severe labour shortages in in the general economy across the region, but also in the construction industries specifically. Yes. And this it's also present in Western Europe, but not to the degree that it is yeah. in Eastern Europe. Eastern Europe is significant issue yeah. in the development arena right now. And so it is it is a problem, particularly mm-hmm. on the labour front, to find workers to complete to be able to complete developments on time. And then there's also the quality yes. uh, element that you've got to make sure that what is delivered is of sufficient quality and you're not having to redo things. So that's that's a, that's an issue right now. That's, right. that's a, what, a cyclical issue. Yeah. It's, it's there right now. It would disappear if we had more slower growth condition, economic mm-hmm. growth conditions or a recession. That would disappear. And then the defensive characteristics of student accommodation would then kick in and people yeah. would say, OK, we're going to build the student accommodation now because we're prepared to. It's a weak part of the cycle, but there'll still be demand for it yeah. because that's the nature of it. So... You're talking about you know, the supply and the demand, and we, we touched on at the beginning about only 20 assets through countries. Where where do you see the sort of biggest demand and where do you see the biggest growth coming from in the next sort of few years in terms of countries or cities? It, from our analysis, and we, analyzed seven, those seven, we haven't analysed seven cities in, yep. in the region in the report, and the 20 assets were in those seven cities, and within that arena, it does look as if the biggest shortfalls are in Warsaw, yep. in Budapest, in Prague, and in Krakow, yep. in that order. Because is it Warsaw, is it one or zero? I can't remember from the report. Zero. Zero. Yeah. So Zero standing. Which actually... Under construction. Uh, yeah. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, to say the capital city... Non, it's it's quite yes. interesting. It's absolutely lots of foreign students. Yes, yes. If you're yes. in central Warsaw nowadays, you see many foreign students. Actually, people people at the age that indicates their so again, even more startling that there are currently zero yes. um, purpose-built student accommodation. Yeah, the short, yeah, the shortfalls we were coming up with in terms of the analysis in the report in 2028, we're talking about in Warsaw. 9,000 beds minimum if 20% of those international students take yeah. up take wow. up uh, take up uh, w- demand a, yeah. a demand a bed in one of these these private private so that's uh, actually buildings that's 9,000 that's 9,000 yeah, 9, yeah. if half of them yeah. 50% 50% take up we're talking about a shortfall in Warsaw of of something like 20 25,000 beds and it's what is the average larger. size of the student accommodation blocks that are coming to market are under construction? Typically between 300 to 700 beds. So there's a lot of scope there for yes. people to get busy um, yes. on that. So you think um, Warsaw, the, the well, main... It was Warsaw, Budapest, Budapest, Prague, Krakow in that order wow. that we saw in terms of shortfalls. We did not analyse the region, other regional Polish cities, yep. and particularly Lublin, Lublin, Wroclaw and Łódź yep. are also have numbers of international students in them as well. And do you see that as well? Do you see in terms of transactions, obviously, what check you're on the legal side? Are people being interested, coming to you, talking about this and looking at things from a legal transactional side? The honest answer is not yet. Uh, I think there is a... We see investors coming and looking for, uh, for options to diversify their yep. portfolios. And I'm sure that, that they will be uh, looking at Student Accommodation Centre as one of the, one of the alternatives. Uh, but the uh, legal environment is really providing an opportunity here yeah. because there is no regulation. You can 
construct fairly easily and it's 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 really a hot 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 topic it will be a hot topic soon so uh, all your clients should be reading your report those those investors looking for opportunities the the reports are a very good place to start because spotting spotting them yeah indeed um so i was just going to ask you sort of by way of summary um what do you think following you know you've put a lot of work into this report there's a lot of statistics here what would you say is the main reason people should be looking to CEE and student accommodation? Mark, should I start with you? There is that substantial gap between between what is being delivered at the moment in terms of the in terms of the service and the and the need for 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 for, for accommodation on the part of on, on the part of students. As I mentioned, particularly foreign students do have an expectation and yeah. so therefore are almost surprised that that they not cannot there. find that accommodation, and they're being not forced. They're being having to. They had then have to look at private rents, which are then more expensive. And then what they then then lack is community. They're they're moving to a foreign country. They would like to be with their fellow students. They don't want to be in a in a in a unit on their own. So therefore, it's really that that demand is there yeah. even now in two thousand and nineteen. But if we're looking from this perspective of real estate development, this real estate development takes five yeah. five years to execute yeah. uh, or longer. It's really by 2028, we could be in a different place. Yeah. And this is based on the increasing uh, numbers of international students. It's based on increasing GDP per capita, so therefore affordability is higher. Uh, so there's lots of economic arguments for that demand to be- Keep going. To be keep going upwards. What check, what would you say? Well, I believe there will be on the demand side the the, the factors that 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 we mentioned is that that the GDP growth, uh, the also the the countries are becoming more open to to foreigners. We see more and more people coming into Poland, even if if it's, if it's people coming from Ukraine, yeah. and they'll probably not be able to afford living in a private student accommodation centre, they'll occupy the public one and yeah. there'll be, which means that there'll be a demand from students who can, who can afford to pay more. Great, well thank you both for joining us today to talk about it and for anybody who um, is interested, um, the student accommodation report, um, CEE, the next big thing, um, will be available on both Collier's and CMS's websites for you to download and free and have a look at. So thank you Mark, thank you for watching. Thank you. Thank you.